welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, joined as always with my wonderful co-host, Donna Lee. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Oh, I sound good. I sound sexy today. You do sound good. A little <laughs> cold, huh? <laughs> this is a men's health show. Uh, we talk about everything from the nipples to the knees. I'm a board-certified urologist. We talk about a lot of urologic issues, like how people pee and erectile dysfunction and a number of different topics that you would consider your urologic. But uh, our practice is really focused on making you better. So we often give you advice on topics that you may not think are urologic in nature. You know, back pain that's not due to stones or giving you recommendations for great gastroenterologists or, or great orthopedic surgeons. We handle sleep medicine here. Hormones are a big part of what a urologist does, and hormonal health is very important in making you feel your best. Uh, and we do a lot of hormones, both for men and for women. Uh, we love your questions, and it's so important to us that uh, you take advantage of everything that we have to offer here, mm-hmm. even though it may be just broader than what you would think from a urologist. That's right. We do have some questions about um, how we can become their PCPs. <laughs> but I was like, mm, right. The, the, the interesting thing is, is that uh, as a urologist, um, we are surgeons. And so we spend all of our time in training just trying to get in the operating room. Right. It's like when you're 16, just trying to get in somebody's pants. Now, when you, is when, that the analogy you're going to yeah. use today? And then when you're married, you spend so little time in the operating room, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. I should have learned how to clean dishes and do laundry because <laughs> those are skills that really come more in handy <laughs> now that I'm a practicing urologist. That's right. Uh, Donna, if people want to become our patient, how do they do that? And uh, how do they get a hold of us? And how do they ask us questions? And how do they become part of our family? First of all, if you find us on YouTube someday, you'll know that we are a janky setup over here. So there's that. Uh, You can reach out to us at 512-238-0762. That's our phone number Monday through Friday. And you can visit our website, armormenshealth.com. Listen to our podcasts wherever you check out free podcasts and send your questions to armormenshealth.com. There's a little button at the top right, Dr. Mystery, that says, submit your question here and we'll answer them anonymously. I have a question or two. Let's do it. All right. This gentleman is a young 80 years old, and he sent this in the other day, and I love him so much. He said, T-U-I-P versus ITIN. I think your audience would be interested. My urologist recommends T-U-I-P. What does that stand for? Transurethral incision of the prostate. What's the difference with the TERP then? T-U-R-P. We'll talk about it. Okay. Finish your question, lady. I'm sorry. He hadn't heard of ITIN, his urologist. I'm 80 years old, sexually active, hey, in good health. Been taking finasteride tamsulosin for decades. No side effects aside from retrograde ejaculation, which we know all about, which doesn't bother me. Recently went to a urologist for urgency. He said, based on PVR around 200 cc's, I need a procedure. Recently switched to alfuzosin and my symptoms improved. And libido increased, he put in parentheses. Dear Lord, he's an active 80-year-old. I love it. After TRUS cystoscopy and discussion, he said, one, my prostate is... Uh, like the little tilde sign, 25 cc, two, no median lobe, and three, I'm okay for now. If and when I do need a procedure, what are the advantages of I-10 versus T-U-I-P? So there's so much packed into this question. Mm. Uh, first of all, let's talk about an 80-year-old sexually active man. Yes, sir. And uh, for those of you that are regular <laughs> listeners to the show, there is no patient that I love more than the 80-year-old who's surprised that he his erections aren't as strong and is trying to get his groove back. Right. So there is no age limit in our clinic about when you're allowed to be sexually active. Now, what is different about what we do is our goals of treatment 
and our goals of evaluation are different when you're much younger. So if you come in and you are 35 years old and have erectile dysfunction, I really, really, really want to find out why. Yeah. When you're 80, I'm more concerned about making sure that you're functioning well because age-related issues and vascular neurologic issues are just so like prominent uh, and prevalent in this in this age group mm-hmm. that really just finding the right solution for you that doesn't cause side effects is probably a bigger goal of mine. But that notwithstanding. He, so he was on several medicines, tamsulosin, finasteride, and then alfuzosin. And tamsulosin and alfuzosin are similar medicines. Okay. The alfuzosin we give to men who are trying not to have retrograde ejaculation, which mm-hmm. is when you orgasm, not as much fluid comes out. Love it. Now, what's different about not a lot of fluid coming out, and this is important for the this TERP, this TUIP ITIN discussion. That, that's why I'm going through it. There's a difference between not having a good orgasm, mm-hmm. which is called hypoorgasmia, and not having fluid come out of you. And a lot of men, they feel like when the fluid comes out, that's what makes them feel good. Is it psychological? And it's not, it, it, it is part of it psychological. In my experience, and of course, not all men are the same, there are drugs that we can give you. One of them is called psilidocin, which is similar to alfuzosin, which is similar to tamsulosin. Mm-hmm. Those three alpha blockers. Okay. The psilidocin actually causes you to have hypoorgasmia, which means it's not. It doesn't feel as good to orgasm. Forget about the fluid coming out. It doesn't feel as good. Oh, you said hypo, not hyper. Hypo, hypo. hypo. Okay. We have drugs for hyperorgasmia, but those you know are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> those are the opposite. Th- that's the opposite. And so um, <laughs> the drugs that he's on. If he switched a drug and it made his libido better, it's only because now he could see the show. Oh, that's right. Okay. Because it really shouldn't affect your libido. Now, the drug that will affect your libido is finasteride. And if you're a patient of mine, you'll know that I almost rarely, if ever, or never use finasteride because I don't like the potential effects. And if you're out there and you're 35 years old and you're suffering hair loss and you went onto a website and some doctor online prescribed you finasteride that's coming in the mail. Don't take it. Don't. Don't be surprised. I mean, you should know. The number of men that are surprised that they're hypoorgasmic or you know have no libido is very high. You know why? Because that's bad for marketing. That's right. That would be, that's right. You want hair, but you don't want to have sex? You're going to have great I mean, hair. Why have hair in the first place except for attacked women? Right. The, oh. Attack women? Attract women? Oh, I, ta- I thought you said attack. No. I was no, like, no. wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to get in my van if I don't have hair. <laughs> So then we talk about prostate procedures. So this particular patient has a small prostate, which is under 30 grams. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's being offered one of these two solutions, ITIND or TUIP. Mm-hmm. There are so few doctors doing ITIND that I might be, I, I was the first in Austin and mm-hmm. Central Texas, and I still may be the only in Austin oh, Central yeah, Texas that right. did it. And it's because it's not covered by insurance. And mm. surgical that, facilities that's don't a, have it. And, 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 the, and the hospitals don't want to buy it. Yeah. So it's, it's not easy to do. Mm. But the difference between an ITIND and a TUIP is, in the end, what's happening to the prostate is essentially the same. Okay. There are three grooves getting cut into the prostate at 12 o'clock, at 5 o'clock, and 7 o'clock. Literal grooves. 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 Okay. And these grooves allow the urine to flow out better. It's like, you know, cutting part of a cave open okay. in three different positions. Okay. In the ITIND, it's a metal like a stent, right. which is pushes into the prostate and causes these grooves. And then the stent is removed. After a, a few week days. Later. Yeah, oh, a week okay. later. So there's no foreign body in you. The m- most important benefit of the ITIND is it rarely causes, if ever, retrograde ejaculation. So especially in this particular uh-huh. individual who's very concerned, which I think that just seeing the show is making him have a better libido, the uh-huh. ITIND is better. 
It, this particular listener, his urologist, despite retaining 200 milliliters of urine in his bladder, said, don't do anything right now, which is not the advice that I would give you. Oh. When you're 80 and you're mm. retaining that kind of fluid, you're at a much higher chance of getting a urinary tract infection. And I don't care how sexually active you are, when you're 80, 85 years old, you get a bad urinary tract infection, you're going to crump and you're going to be in the hospital. Oh. So my job is to keep you out of the hospital. That's what, I, that's what I really want to do. I see. So I would be more urgently trying to encourage you to have some type of procedure. Okay. The ITIN doesn't last as long as a, another procedure, but maybe at 80, you don't care. But a sexually active 80, he's probably going to be around for 20 years. So I'm mm -hmm. assuming a lot about this particular individual because he's trying to have sex. Right. Now, maybe he's not. Maybe he's just trying to make himself sound good on the radio. Maybe he's just showing yeah, off. Yeah, maybe just showing off. <laughs> but, then, but, then, but then there's the TUIP. And I do a lot of TUIPs. It is... It is my preferred procedure for small prostates. Okay. It takes me 15 minutes in the operating room. I make those grooves just like you would. In my practice, in my hands, you keep a catheter for three days, but you go home that day. Okay. Most urologists are more aggressive. You go home that day and you keep a catheter for one night or zero days. Mm. That may sound like I'm mean, but I have very few complications. I have, you know, like, I feel like my very overly conservative approach of keeping the catheter in longer keeps people out of the emergency room, which is my goal. And you like to keep your patients around hot nurses. I do. Like mm. to keep, anyway, the home health nurses that we send, uh, you know, to take that catheter out. No complaints yet. So, um, <laughs> but that, that's how I'm different than others. Uh, but if you're offered a TUIP, you're going to get essentially the same defect as, a, as an ITIN in okay. the prostate. Mm -hmm. It's going to help you pee better. I think it work, probably works a little bit better than the ITIN. I think mm. the ITIN is a little bit more of a gimmick right now, uh -oh. which don't, proves... Don't tell the ITIN rep that. Well, until they come back. <laughs> <laughs> they need to sponsor a show, maybe. Mm. Um, and, and we have had them on the show, and I have done about five of them. Yeah. Again, the highest number of ITINs in Central mm -hmm. Texas. Right. Um, but the, the process is not as smooth uh, as people would like it to think, and there are many other similar products coming on the market in the next two or three years. Okay. So I think, I think this is going to get better. But everyone is trying to do the least possible to the prostate when we've had the perfect solution around for the 50 years. The mm. TUIP has been around so long, it mm -hmm. works so well, it takes so little time, and it's so effective. Right. And about 85% of men still have an antegrade ejaculate mm -hmm. after the TUIP. Fewer in my hands because I make a little bit bigger of a defect. But um, but if you're if you're really concerned about your antegrade ejaculate, I, I can do that surgery and modify it in a way to keep your, your, your you know, so that you still have your show. Uh, Donna, how do people get a hold of us? Um, you can visit our website, armormenshealth.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Show. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist, men's health expert, uh, joined by my co-host, Donnelly. Hello. Add producer to my title, please, because look at go. all these buttons. We are so fortunate uh, to be able to give you this show, uh, <laughs> thanks to our friends on the radio, mm -hmm. uh, as well as to our efforts uh, to make the podcast. We love being able to present this show to the listeners of Central Texas who listen to us on Saturdays in their car while they're driving their kids from place to place or the farmers out there that always come in and tell us that they they hear us on the you know in their trucks as they're driving on the farm so right so we talk about the same thing over and over again because you never know when somebody's going to be like you know in their car that's true um, and, and then, my, my sister-in-law who is uh, a Democrat she listens to KLBJ for some reason <laughs> And I know that's more of a conservative radio station, but she heard us the other day on the radio. On Liberals Saturday. like nothing more than just to get enraged. At the prostate problem? 
So I get it. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Um, so our uh, our practice is in Central Texas. Uh, we have patients that come to us from all over the country for a number of different procedures that we are unique to offer. One of the things that we offer is high intensity focused ultrasound uh, or high food treatment for prostate cancer. This is a relatively minimally invasive way of treating prostate cancer for those with low grade disease that are trying to avoid surgery or radiation. We do a number of things for uh, sperm extraction and fertility that can sometimes be a little more unique uh, in our practice, including electro ejaculation, which we offer to men who are unable to orgasm. Sounds um, like a sex toy gone wrong. It, it, it's a tremendous toy. Mm. Uh, and especially uh, used in spinal cord injury patients. Uh, we have a particular interest in patients with neurologic diseases like multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's when it comes to atypical urinary issues. Really try to, you know, personalize the treatments that we have for your underlying medical problems, which sounds like everybody should do that. You would think so. You would think so. Yeah. But truth is, is that so much of medicine is treated as cookie cutter. And as we move more and more towards physicians not providing the primary care, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. find more what we call algorithmic care. Mm-hmm. You have a cough, you need a chest x-ray, you should be put on nebulizers, yada, 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 as opposed right. to you have a cough, maybe it's allergies from the cat, or maybe why. it's from your lisinopril, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So, you know, that's the difference. But because of the shortage of physicians, mm-hmm. because of an aging population, we need you know, help from mid-level providers. We have a ton of mid-level providers. They're amazing. And, and, how we, and how we use them is very effectively to initiate plans that the physicians have come up with. Mm-hmm. And we spend a lot of time training them. We up do. to three hours a week I spend with my, you know, PAs and my nurse practitioners. And in many places, they never even see the doctor. Right. And so, you know, I treat them more like residents or students, and I constantly, constantly kind of look at their cases, make sure they're doing the right thing, answer mm-hmm. their questions. And that's what makes them excellent, excellent. Leonora Brown, one of our uh, nurse practitioners, is is probably functioning, you know, at or better than most practicing urologists, you know. Well, patients would rather see her sometimes She's than you. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to see her because her fingers are smaller, I right? think. So I can't get that's a finger true. shrinking surgery. That's true. Uh, Donna, how do people become our patient? Well, you call us at 512-238-0762 and you can visit our website, armormenshealth.com where you can submit your questions. We have questions exactly on this exact topic. I'm so excited. Let's do it. So we have two back-to-backs. I'm going to read them really quick, but they're both kind of similar. This one came in a couple of weeks ago. I haven't heard... I've heard your radio show and I'm checking to see if you're available as my primary care physician in addition to being my urologist. I'm currently on medication to manage blood pressure, cholesterol, and heart health. I'm also seeking a new PCP, which is why he sent that. So that particular question goes along with this next question we got just a few days ago. Dr. Mystery, I love the show. I have um, a ton of concerns and questions to ask. I have low energy. I get very emotional when listening to customers about their problems, like my eyes get watery, almost crying. I'm 45 years old. I should lose, he said, and I'm trying about 35 pounds over the next four to six months. Currently, I'm around 260 pounds. I always say six foot, but my wife says I'm (laughs) 5'11". With that small information about myself, my main concern is my ejaculate. I can't send it... You'll wait for this next one. I didn't see I that twist coming. I can't send it flying over my he- my wife's head to the wall anymore. The semen only gets in my hand. No pressure and I am turned on and very happy with my wife. Should I visit a doctor with a bunch of question marks? I'm currently living in Louisiana. Is that too far to become a patient of your practice? And he said, thanks for your time and the service with the podcast. Well, that's wonderful. So, Love you. So <laughs> first, first of all is primary care medicine. So yeah. we do in our practice... A lot more primary care medicine than I think a lot of urologists. Agreed. So, you know, we definitely put people on 
cholesterol medicines. If you come in with high blood pressure and you're 45 and you're trying to have a baby, you know, those are going to be the main patients that I'm going to take over their primary care. They're not going to go see one. I need to make them healthy so they can have a baby. But if you're going to have long-term care needs, then the primary care doctor, they keep better track of the things you need, you know? Right. And, and your keep... insurance might dictate you have to see a primary Maybe, care. maybe, especially if you have an HMO. Yep. Now, what you can have with us is referrals and recommendations. So we know mm-hmm. which primary care doctors out there, especially in Central Texas, are the best. Right. And we can get you in because we'll call them and say, hey, get this person in. <laughs> so, you know, you know and, and that's true of orthopedic surgeons. You know, people come to us all the time and they're like, well, I'm going to get my knee done and I'm going to go to this doctor. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to send you somewhere else. Yeah. And that may sound presumptuous, but I mean, you're a patient of mine. Like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure that you have the right doctor. And when it comes to ENTs, when it comes to cardiac people, like we're going to send you to people that we think are are exceptionally good, thoughtful, caring, personalized doctors. Mm -hmm. When it comes to this other patient, you know, why is he orgasming outside of his wife, first of all? Over her head. Over her head. That's back in the day. My goodness. Now he just kind of in his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, as you get older, there's both decreased ejaculate volume mm-hmm. that's created by the prostate and the coordination of the muscles that give you that. You Is know, that, that how you have sex? I saw you moving yeah, yeah, like you're, you're on a moving. bike. No, I, I, was, I was mimicking the bulbocavernosis muscle, which <laughs> squeezes right at the base of the penis okay. and gets that ejaculate out of you. Mm. So if you have poor pelvic floor contractions, mm-hmm. you're not going to get it out. It's just going to ooze out. Oh, into his hand. Well, that's what he meant. Yeah. So, so if that's happening, then uh, treatment with a pelvic floor physical therapist can certainly help. Okay. If it's your ejaculate volume, and we can test that with a semen analysis, if we you're not just making, if you're not making enough, then we have a number of things that can help. So, uh, anecdotally, I'll tell you that uh, a medicine called HCG, which is one of the ways that we increase testosterone in our clinic, we've seen that disproportionately improve ejaculate volume. So, you know, that helps people orgasm, mm-hmm. I think, better and have more ejaculate. Clomiphene, testosterone replacement, these are the kinds of things that we can do hormonally to mm-hmm. help make more ejaculate. Mm. If this 45-year-old is on tamsulosin or any alpha blocker or prostate medicine, then that will also kind of reduce the ejaculate volume, and that could be a potential um, a competing issue. That's what I slip in my husband's coffee. He doesn't need the medication. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I just don't want to mess. That's right. No more wet spot. I'm tired of cleaning up. I'm tired of cleaning up. <laughs> so um, then comes... The other issue about this the person, which is that he's really heavy. Mm-hmm. So at 260, it's going to cause pelvic floor issues. It's going to cause prostate issues. It's going to increase your risk of cancer and, of course, uh, potentially make it so that he's not either feeling the orgasm as, um, mm. uh, as well mm-hmm. and will be contributing to his uh, overall libido and his ejaculate volume. Gotcha. So that's another thing, and and mainly for patients that are in Texas or in Central Texas, uh, we do lots of weight loss uh, in our practice. We have a health coach named Holly Spear. She's going to work on your diet. Mm -hmm. We do medications, whether they be... you know, Topamax or... Semaglutide. Well, Phentermine are, are going to be how we started. Mm-hmm. And then uh, semaglutide and uh, other other medications. You may feel like they're too expensive, but we can find ways to help you get, you know, similar, the same medications at a cheaper rate. Okay. And and we don't charge a lot. We don't, you know, you just kind of, you know, your insurance and you just kind of pay a little cash price. And I think there are many men out there that would be willing to spend, you know, 500 to $700 a month. But there are certainly even a lot more men that would be willing to spend two or three hundred dollars a month, and that's about what it's going to cost mm-hmm. to get on these medicines and and lose weight. You would like to do it in a safe, monitored way. Right. A lot of these companies are going to start offering like online people again that you know, and, and that's fine. The internet is a wonderful place to you know 
order pies and get stuff from your <laughs> Amazon. Shopping. But yeah. I'm not I'm not so certain that the internet is the perfect place to get your medical care. <laughs> and so <laughs> you know, because it that's more about convenience. And right. honestly, going to the doctor should be a little inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Good point. If you want excellent service, if you want somebody who studied for, I don't know, twenty five years mm-hmm. to be able to take care of your dingleberry. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay to wait in the waiting room for a little bit, and maybe Good it's okay point. to wait for. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is this is not. I mean, I didn't just read it off a cereal box. I'm gonna play this clip over and over on the on hold message. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Love it. It's worth it to see a good doctor, you know, and it will change your life and keep you living longer. Mm-hmm. And so we would encourage you to make sure that you find your doctor. And for this patient in Louisiana, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to see you in Texas. My license does not extend to Louisiana, <laughs> but but you know. Finding a great doctor that takes care of these individual issues uh, and even bringing up the topics that I brought up with you uh, on the radio here as an answer, uh, you know, are things that you can take to a urologist and many of them will listen to it. Uh, and of course, I'd be happy to talk to anybody on the phone. Mm-hmm. Donna, how do people become patients of ours? You call us right away at 512-238-0762, Monday through Friday. You can even ask for me. Our website is armormenshealth.com where you can submit your questions just like this one. We'll answer it anonymously on this show. And if you reach out to me by email, again, I can send you the link and listen to our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, we're award-winning, Dr. Mystery. Thank you so much. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.